Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Major League Rugby and the National Club 7s collide in number two pick in the MLR draft, Emmanuel Albert. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey everybody and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up for this special edition of Major League Rugby's Draft Meets the National Club Sevens. And who better to do that with than Mr. Emmanuel Albert, the number two pick in the MLR Draft, who happened to be playing for the St. Louis Bombers in Seattle at the National Club Sevens. Emmanuel, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. It's truly an honor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's let's get a, let's get to some background on Mr. Albert here before we talk about the Seattle National Club Sevens and your draft. You being the number two draft in Major League Rugby, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're from rather humble beginnings, if you will, in Minnesota. Yeah, so you know, just shed some light. Like growing up in Minnesota, it was just me and my mother and my sisters and their kids. You know. And it was pretty hard. My mom raised us all by herself. We grew up in Minneapolis and money wasn't well, like we were pretty poor, but she ended up getting a new job in the suburbs. And that's where I started my rugby career in high school. Like my sophomore year, I met some people and I just started to play the game. And I was lucky to be blessed by like great coaches and friends, parents that would help chip in for me going to tournaments or help fundraise, help me like fundraise to have opportunities to go to the UK and play overseas. Wow. So yeah, it's truly a blessing. Like uh, shout out Eric Curtin, my best friend's dad. He, he truly helped me like get to where I am today. And he's the one that got me to even go to Lindenwood. So, so when you're in high school, did you know anything about rugby before somebody said, Hey, you should play rugby? No, not a clue. I, I remember my friend told me to like, you should play rugby this spring. And I played football and I played a bunch of sports growing up. And so that night I just went home and looked up rugby on YouTube and I just saw a bunch of people like taking lines and big hits and big trucks and everything. And I was like, well, I mean, I can get behind this. I, at least I get to run with the ball now because in football I play defense. So it was a bit of change of pace. Or defensive end, uh, middle linebacker. Yeah, were you? I played, I played DN and outside linebacker. My school was pretty small. So, and um, I was a pretty big kid back in the day. So well, you're not, I, you know, getting back to your, you know, to the sevens, National Club sevens in Seattle, I was astounded. I was doing commentary there and I was astounded by the size of some of you guys. What are you, 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, yeah, I'm 6'4", six, 6'4". Four, six, four. And you what, know, what are you going, 240, 250, 230? Well, you were playing seven, so I'm sure you're a little bit lighter than you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit lighter than usual. Usually I weigh like 242, but now I'm like 235, 233. So you're big. You're big at regardless of the size of the school, you're big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's cut to college. How did you end up going to Lindenwood from Minnesota? Well, I went to the Rocky Mountain Challenge that's usually held out in Colorado. Um, and it was my senior year. Uh, 
high school and I met with the Lindenwood Belleville coach. He was there and he watched one of my games against one of the teams and I, I played really well and he was like, hey, like, we want you to come to our school. Like, here's my number. And I started talking to him about it. And then I knew Lindenwood was a good school. So I, I assumed that was Lindenwood. But I got home and my yeah. friend's dad was like, no, don't go to that school. Like, you don't want to go there. You want to go to the one in St. Charles. Like, let's like make a highlight tape and put some stuff together and send it to Josh Macy and see what happens. And then, yeah, I sent my stuff to him. And like out of high school, I wasn't really like, big name that didn't go to any like high school Americans or area stuff. I pretty much just played for my club and played at local tournaments and stuff like that. What position but were you playing? I played, I started as a center and then I moved to eight man. So that's would what I would not want to face off against you as an opposing center. That's that <laughs> I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to face you as an opposing eight man either, but, uh, but that's just me. So you're at Lindenwood and How'd it go? Was it, was it, you know, did you just take to it right away? What, what was going on? Well, um, growing up, you know, I played, I was playing men's club and stuff and I had great coaches. So going to Lindenwood as a freshman, I could definitely see like the gap in my skill from going to high school to college, but it definitely wasn't like, I didn't, I wasn't a person that was scared of it. I like, like the challenge because go in there I was there with my friend and we both had the mindset like just because we're freshmen it doesn't matter like we want to we want to crack first team we want to be you know keep working to you know no one wants to go to a team and just not play so yeah go in there like meeting like Wes and Duvall and a bunch of other people like Beeks and Roddy it was definitely like a challenge at first but I just kept pushing myself and like tried to win the contact battle like if my skills weren't there yet which they weren't like I would definitely be able to hang with them on, as a contact, especially with forward. That was like my mindset. And did you have a particular position that you wanted to play or did the coaching staff figure it out for you? Yeah, I went there as an eight man and flanker and um, I was playing it like the whole first semester. I was playing there as an eight man and flanker. But then when the spring season hit and we were going into playoffs and stuff, the coach Macy and coach Brownie decided that I should switched to playing lock because one of our locks weren't able to come back in the country and we had we had we had a lot of depth in our like back rowers and so they were just like the best way to get you on the field would be if you played lock and i was like i want to play first team so i just made the change and and since then i've just been playing lock. but okay so two things about that first off your coach who i'll call joshua adams macy his, his full name uh, said that you basically uh, became like a line out coach on the field. Yes. Um, believe it or not, I was not always good at lineouts. <laughs> what's with uh, this, what's with this new hybrid thing with locks being smart. You know, we got it yeah. all over major, you know, all these locks are smart. When I was playing, you, you know, locks weren't the brightest guys on the, you know, <laughs> but now you guys yeah. all have smarts just developing the game. It's good to have some rugby knowledge out there. Can't all be just bruisers. <laughs> I guess, I guess. And it's a good thing to have that quality all around a kid, of course, but so Lindenwood now, are you at any point thinking or at what point did you start thinking about, Hey, maybe I could be a professional rugby player. Well, that was always, that was always the dream and the goal. Um, 
you know, playing there and going to Lindenwood, I was always like, yeah, I want to play pro. My biggest goal and dreams are one day to be able to play in the UK premiership so I can play against people I grew up watching, like Mauro Toje and Owen Farrell, Billy Manapola. I'm a big England supporter, so it would just be great to go over there and be able to see, like, how I can test myself against the best of the best. And so that was a big thing that always pushed me and day in and day out at practice is like, well, I'm in the school with the best of the best college players and that's what made me like me. And so switching over wasn't really like, it was a challenge. Cause again, I didn't run lineouts before I didn't even jump in high school. So it was very big drastic change. I remember the ball and then would get mad at me because I might've kicked them a few times <laughs> in the lineouts, but you know, we, we moved on and we grew, so I was thankful for that. But in the MLR, were you probably in the back row? Yeah, so um, for what I can say is a lot of teams, like, looked at me for playing, like, seven blindside flankers, six, wherever you are, or eight. And then, you know, like, I can play lock as well. So they were like, we want you to play four if, if needed. But a lot of teams wanted me to play – the back row position and especially like the Sabercats as well. The team I got drafted to, they they're looking for me to play back row as well. So, so what about the potential of how, how about a potential, sorry for interrupting, but how about a potential of you playing six and your teammate Tanashi Muchena playing eight? Yeah, that, that's going to be a potential. <laughs> that could be the thing. We try to get that at Lindenwood, but unfortunately we weren't able to, but, could definitely see that we're both really good ball carriers and defenders and playing with him like even in college you can see it when we're lined up with each other trying to attack a gap teams really don't know who to line up on so one of us is going to break regardless we got to take a quick break my friend but we'll be right back with the man they call e-man after this if you're in new york city and want to watch some great rugby have some great food and some great times go to the world's best rugby pub the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman. Riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. Mr. Emmanuel Albert. All right, so let's talk about the draft real quickly, the, the actual physicality of it. What was it like before the phone call? What were you thinking? What was going through your mind? Uh, well, I was very I was very nervous. Like, obviously, you've been in contact with a bunch of teams, but at the end of the day, you never know where you're going to go. You don't know what a team would need and what they're looking forward to and needing to fill that roster. So... In my head, I kind of already decided like a couple days before, a week before, like, yeah, I, I want to go to Houston. Like Houston would be the ideal thing for me to go to. 
which is yeah. interesting because they didn't have the greatest of seasons last year. They do have the great yeah. facility, but from what I understand, you didn't want to go to any place that was cold. No, I did not want to go to any place that was cold. Growing up in Minnesota, don't want to go back to the cold weather. <laughs> You've done your time. Yeah, that's for sure. That's amazing. Okay, so that that was a big factor for you, I guess. So you be careful what you wish for. I mean, Houston is is exactly that and more. <laughs> I heard I heard the lowest it gets is like sixty. You know, I've been. Um, I'm talking about the highest. Oh, the highest. Yeah. You want hot, you're going to get hot. <laughs> That's fine with me. I'd, I'd rather go outside in the heat than go outside in negative 40 degrees. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you'll <laughs> have that when you're playing in New Orleans and you're playing in Texas. You know, you got Houston, you've got Dallas now, you've got Austin. So you'll have plenty of hot weather, my friend. Wait yeah. till you get. What, 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 what are you going to do when you go to play against New England or New York or Toronto or Utah? Right? <laughs> you better be prepared. <laughs> Yeah, we'll cross that bridge. I'll wear a bunch of layers. Don't worry. All right. And I didn't I didn't mention Seattle because their weather is not as cold. But how great was that National Club Sevens? Yeah, that was unreal. The the weather there, I, I wasn't expecting Seattle to actually be like that. You know, I used to have a friend from Seattle and I'd always crack jokes about how it always rained there. Yeah. And it was very rainy and gloomy. And yeah, she didn't like that. She didn't take she didn't take um, heed to that one, but going there for the national tournament, like the weather was great. The facility was amazing. I, it was like my, I think my first time actually being to like an MLR field. So it was like a crazy complex and I, I really enjoyed it. Well, I, I'm, I'm a big fan already of yours and I'm looking forward to it, to seeing you on the pitch. One last question and one last statement. Your coach, Josh Macy said that you're, you haven't yet reached your ceiling and you are an animal on both sides of the ball. Do you have a preference on taking somebody out in a tackle or running them over? Uh, well, for me, like, yeah, I appreciate the compliment by Josh Macy. I'm pretty, for me, I love attack. Like, I would rather run with the ball and, you know, break some tackles, bosh somebody and score than make, you know, a big hit. Obviously, I like doing both, but I feel like, Having the ball is definitely a lot of people look at that more, but if I, if I had to choose making a hit, like just hitting somebody like rushing off the line, definitely always lifts up the standard for my team. And like, I would do that again and again, cause that's what I, that's what I back myself in a lot more is defense. So I would do that hundred percent of the time. And how cool is it that a bunch of your teammates got picked up in this draft? Uh, it's, it's truly an honor and a blessing. Like, it just shows to prove that Lindenwood is one of the top schools and not one, the top school, number one in the nation with producing great athletes. And I'm very happy for them. Uh, I wasn't able to have a watch party with a lot of them because they're back home. So I missed out on that, but I definitely showed my support by sending them messages, showing, you know, recording when their names got announced and everything. It was pretty exciting and I'm, I'm happy for them. They're all great, amazing players. And, I, you know, like if they didn't draft them, I would be shook because a lot of those players I've played with, I look up to and they push me day in and day out at practice. Well, you know, then you're going to have to get, you're going to have to face off against them sometimes. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like we're scrimmaging again. <laughs> yeah. With a little bit more incentive, like a professional <laughs> career at hand. Right. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. Well, look, I really appreciate you taking the time coming on. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. And in the meantime, best of luck, my friend. Thank you. Who's glad. I'm, thanks for having me on the show today. That's Mr. Emmanuel Albert, the dynamic new pick, number two in the MLR draft of the Houston Sabercats. They are immediately better on this show for Rugby Wrap-Up. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and make sure you check out our other segments, including the Rugby Odds, featuring WWE Hall of Famer John Bradshaw Layfield, the world's best sports better ever in the Philly Godfather, and Rugby's Gift, Gift A. Bailu, our Major League Rugby show, Martial Law, The Zack Attack, and please sign up for our Rugby Wrap-Up Red Cross Blood Donor Team. <laughs>